being humble enough to say like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like here are my thoughts, here's my thought process, having advisors who've done it before, who can help you be transparent. Like, here's the problem. What are your thoughts? Anyone I should talk to, let's stay in touch because people move around and you just never know. So like, I'm always trying to stay in touch with people, stay up to date, help out in any way I can. Cause it's just like, it all comes full circle. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. Today on the podcast, we are joined by the one, the only, Dylan Barber. And I know a lot of you guys listening know who Dylan is. And if you don't know Dylan, you will after this episode. So Dylan was one of the stars on The Bachelor. He was in season 15 of The Bachelorette and was also on the sixth season of Bachelor in Paradise. And a lot of you might know him and for his relationship with Hannah G, who was also a star on The Bachelor and just quite the entrepreneur, quite the founder, quite the influencer, quite the connector, which you will hear in this episode. So Dylan, outside of all of his success that he's had in his personal brand and also TV, he had such an incredible just journey towards getting onto The Bachelor and, and shares all of that. But moreover, he is an investor. He is an entrepreneur. He is co-founder of Visor app and Visor is an app that basically rewards exercise um, to build a healthier and stronger community, one workout and one meal donation at a time. So Visor is doing incredible things and just everything that Dylan stands for, I think it's so awesome to have an entrepreneur like this on the podcast who is just truly so genuine. And you guys will hear that in this episode, but Dylan is just such a giver and wants to provide value, help other people connect. And he truly operates just with coffee and a good vibe values, you know, operating in abundance, helping other people without no expectation, just because you genuinely want to help. So in this episode, we tapped into so many things, not only just Dylan, his company, but his journey into, you know, entrepreneurship, his journey into reality TV, his love life. He, if you guys are familiar with The Bachelor, on the show, he was very persistent to lock in his his love of his life, Hannah G. And I think that is such an amazing story to hear too, with just, you know, we always talk about with manifestation, but when you know what you want, don't block your blessings, go after it. And Dylan is de definitely did that and lives such a beautiful life in San Diego with his fiance, Hannah G. This episode went into everything from personal branding to scaling a brand online to brand deals and partnerships and what Dylan looks for as an investor and what he invests in in CPG brands. It just went into so many layers. And on top of that, if you're listening in real time, we have our, our next huge Coffee and a Good Vibe live event coming in LA. And, you know, this has been a long time coming. We did our last LA event March 2nd of 2022. And now April, it is time. It is time for Coffee and a Good Vibe LA 3.0. And it's going to be so special. And in this episode, you'll hear that Dylan is actually one of our speakers at our live event, which is going to be iconic. So if you're listening to this podcast as well, and you are in LA, or you maybe have travel plans to come to LA, come meet the community in real life. I will post a link in the show notes below where you can see more on 
tickets and just more details about this event. But very excited for the community to come together in real life and for you guys to also hear Dylan live with an iconic panel, which if you're following Coffee and a Good Vibe on Instagram, that is the first place you will see this panel be revealed. We have such an iconic lineup of female and male entrepreneurs and tastemakers. And it's almost like a pinch me moment for personally for myself because these people on the panel, I would have only dreamed to have had them on the podcast when I started this. And it's just going to be surreal. And I would love to have you guys there. So be sure to click that link. Be sure to be following at Coffee and a Good Vibe on Instagram because that is the first place to know everything about our live events, our upcoming episodes, and just different ways for you to, to connect with this community in real life. Now, before we kick off this week's episode with Dylan, if you get any value at any point in time from listening to the episode, it would mean the world if you can give us a rating and review or screenshot your phone and share it out on social. Let the people know what you're listening to because the content we consume is everything. And I always say that your vibe attracts your tribe and every story, every mention, every just mention to a friend of your favorite podcast or one of your favorite it goes such a long way to scale this community of amazing high vibe beings and i cannot do it without you guys so if this episode calls you at any point in time share it on social make sure you tag dylan barber and tag coffee and a good vibe because we would love to connect with you for listening and just shout you out right back so let's dive into this amazing conversation with the one, the only Dylan Barber. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. We are in person today. Dylan, I'm I'm so honored because you literally just told me you drove two hours and how long? Two hours and 10 minutes from San Diego. Well, I so I missed our time on Friday. So I was like, okay, I've got to just, I've, I've got to tough this one out and drive up. Whatever Guys, makes sense. two hours, and then right after this podcast, you're going right back. Straight home to, uh, there's like some brand dinner in San Diego, and there's never CPG events in San Diego, so Wait, I, I have to go. it's an actual event? It's an event, but it's I think amazing. it's only like 15 people, but I've never been to Urbanwood, and so I wanted to go anyways. And you guys listening, we're going to tap into that too, like LA, San Diego, because you were in LA, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people... They all, a lot of people who are in LA, they maybe move to San Diego, you know, when they find love, when they're ready to like have a more like low key, I feel like it's a lot calmer than LA. Super chill. I mean, it's like my days are, my days are wake up, work out, work, maybe watch the sunset and go to bed. That's so nice. Like no, people don't like during the week. Like I think it's weird when Sam, my cousin, who I also work with, She'll like go hang out with friends and get like dinners and drinks during the week. I'm like the opposite. I do nothing. I it's watch so crazy because New it. York, it's like that energy. It's like every day, like there's something every night. I think in LA too, right? But mm -hmm. I, I felt that in New York, like crazy. Like no one does not do that routine. Yeah, that's, I'm just like. You probably would never like New York. No, I, New York would be fun for a summer. <laughs> it's not your vibe. Yeah, it would be fun for a summer, but I would just go in knowing I'm going to be exhausted every day. Yeah. Versus in San Diego, like I get at least eight hours of sleep, which I think is good. I watch my shows. I work out. I have my routine and my smoothies. I love that. Summer. Oh, see, it's like, you know, the podcast. We go to routines, non-negotiables, and I think that's going to be 
fun to dive into with you, but let's, let's go back to the beginning. Okay. So Dylan Barber, for the people listening who maybe don't know you, give us a little bit of a background on who you are. Like what, where did you come from? Where were you born? How old are you? Paint this picture from like your background to now. Okay. I'll do the age. I'm 28, which is like alarming because I turned 29 in like four months and I'm like, oh my God. Wait, when's that? June 16th. So you are a... Gemini. Oh, Gemini. Yeah, we get a bad rep. I'm an Aries and Gemini and Aries get along, but Geminis get bad reps. We get a bad rep. I can be... I can have multiple personality sometimes. We need to see it. We need to hang out with you more. Yeah. So that, that definitely can happen. But no, I I grew up in Orange County. My family came over from Greece like two or three generations ago. And then my mom moved to Orange County where I grew up, went to high school. Then I went to college in the East coast, went to Williams, which I'm repping today. Um, my shoes and my shirt, both purple, um, worked in banking, hated it, moved to San Francisco did something a little bit slower. worked at Morgan Stanley, did like private wealth management. And then my cousin had the idea for the company I'm working on now, which is Visor, which was originally like solely a fitness app. You would work out, donate meals, accumulate points and get restaurant rewards. And then along the way, we started working with more CPG brands. I started investing in a lot of CPG brands. And then there was like a small, maybe four month stint where I was on reality TV. And then I got engaged and I get married in six months. So all that happened pretty quickly. So much. So it was a great, <laughs> great time. We're on coffee and good vibe. We can unpack it all. Yeah. So before we dive into the bachelor journey, cause I definitely want to, um, dive into that. I would love to know, you know, you said you were working at Morgan Stanley. You didn't like it. A lot of people are in that same boat right now, listening who are working a job, but they you know, they always know they wanted to, they feel it. Like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start something. I want to like figure out my next thing. Or they have a passion project on the side. Did you just like, when you were working that job, were you like, this isn't my forever? Or were you also, there's that mindset of like, oh, I went to school. Like, this is kind of it. Like, I guess I have to come to terms with it. Yeah. I mean, when you go to like a, so Williams is a liberal arts school. When, when you go to like a Northeast either like an Ivy or a Labard school, like the path is 90% of the people go into finance. Mm-hmm. So once I got the job, I was like, okay, well, this is just what I have to do. But from, from my perspective, I had like a little bit different. I think everyone kind of realizes life is short and you're like, I want to actually do something I, I love. And my dad what got diagnosed with cancer when I was mm-hmm. 22, I think. I think I just turned 22. And then like, couple years into the job, I was like, is this really what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? Like, I feel like I want to do something a little bit more impactful, have ownership, have fun. Like I shouldn't just like wake up feeling really bad. I should like want to wake up and be excited about what I'm doing. And I think that's what kind of pushed me over the edge to, to kind of start visors with my, with my cousin. So, wow. I also just with your dad, I think they're there. It's obvious. Is your dad okay now? No, no. He passed away, uh, three, three and a half years ago, I think three years, three years, four years ago. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was, it was, uh, it, it was, he had stage four, like super late stage. So we couldn't really do much about it, but like I would fly home from San Francisco every day or not every day, every like Friday and yeah. just like spend the weekend at his house and then talk with Sam about what we wanted to do with the app. And both my parents are entrepreneurs. So it, it all kind of made sense. Wow. Well, everything always, I feel like the universe always plants you with the right things that are meant like your path is destined with visor and like Sam bringing the idea and it 
it seems like everything always happens the way it's meant to happen when you're like following your purpose. Okay, so Dylan, The Bachelor. Yes. How did that happen? Like, how did that opportunity come? Because I, um, I haven't really watched the show like a season, but I did my research, of course. Did you watch, I was gonna say, did you watch mine? I didn't have to watch all of it, okay. but I did it. She, Abby did. Um, so there we go. Coffee and Good Vibe did. <laughs> but I was researching like how you get on the show and also living in LA. I think that's when I really realized that process because of so many of our friends here, they've been on the show or I think a lot of people after being on the show, they move here. So mm. just through like living in LA, I've met so many people who I'm like, you just at the gym and stuff and they've been on the show. It's like a fraternity for sure. Yeah. Then there's like a love and you guys stay connected. And yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So basically I had just broken up with my girlfriend. They reached out on Instagram and they're like, Hey, I'm a producer for the show. Like would love to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I was with my mom. I think my dad had, or he had, it was like a few months after he had just passed away too. So I was just like, life was in shambles. We were like, now what kind of thing but, yeah. but then I was like no I'm not interested and then I think like a week or two went by and I was like you know what like what's the worst that can happen and like hindsight totally could have been terrible experience but it ended up working out pretty well so I, I just responded I was like yeah I'm interested in learning more and then you go through the process of like interviewing with producers you come up to LA you spend a night at the hotel you meet everybody you take a psych test and do all this stuff um, and then it all happens really quick because that was all in like January and then February they told me and then March we started filming. And, and then, when you film, you're like no phone, right? Like yeah, you're no off, off the grid. So like no TV, no phone, no books, um, like nothing. You're just completely, there's, there's, there's actually not a lot of like clocks and stuff. Like when what? you stay in like hotels, like they unplug everything. So you like- And you're filming the show, but you're like at the hotel. Yeah, so like we, we would be in- um, where do we go? It's like Love is Blind or something. Kinda. We were in Rhode Island. I remember we had, the TVs were unplugged. You couldn't watch TV. The phones were unplugged. Um, so there was like, you just didn't know anything. And But you you just stay in your group. Like you're not allowed to do anything. So like if wow. you're not filming or if you're not on a date, you're in the hotel room. Did it ever cross your mind too when you agreed to do the show? Because I know that with reality TV, with what I've like learned, you sign something that they're allowed to per portray you in any light that they want. Like they could show like um, 30 seconds of a conversation or 30 minutes, right? It's like yeah. no, no one sees the full story. I, so. You are obviously portrayed in a great light, but like that's not the same for everyone. Because I'm, that's who I am. I'm a very nice person. No, but uh, no, my mom, my mom read the contract and she was like, absolutely not. And I was like, well, they're not gonna, I was just telling the story to Jason Tardick. I was like, Mom, you're gonna have all these changes. They're not gonna change it. I'll just sign it and then we can figure it out later. And so that's what I did. And then she got super pissed. Um, but my my whole thing was like- Your poor mom and all this. She was definitely stressed. Um, but my whole thing was like, be very cognizant of what you say, like think about it. Be like, if you're honest, like throughout that whole process, like it's, it's hard to make, they, they had this saying, which like, who knows how true it was or not. It was like, it was hard to make like a good person look bad, but the bad people they would like amplify and yeah. make look really bad. So, uh, yeah, that, so yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I went on insane experience. We finished in April and I was like, okay, that was fun. Like time to go back to like reality kind yeah. of, so to speak. And then they're like, well, do you want to go on Bachelor in Paradise? We film in 
like 30 days. Question around that. So how did you get, that's an opportunity that they only offer to certain people? Yeah. So he, they asked me in my, when you like, the rose ceremony's over, you do like an exit interview kind of thing. And he was like, you're coming to Mexico. So like, that was pretty much it. And I, it, it wasn't even like a, it was just so like, that's yeah, a great you're thing, right? Yeah, it was good. And I was like, well, and it's so funny because throughout the the filming of The Bachelorette, I was like, I would talk to the therapist like every day because they have one that travels with you. And I would just be like, I'm having a ton of fun. I think I would have a lot more fun if like Hannah G was The Bachelorette. And like, that was like our conversation. I don't know if they had like said something to the producers, yeah. but then as we were leaving, they're like, who do you want to go? And I was like, I'll go if Hannah goes. Uh, and then we ended up getting engaged. So from that show, from that show, that's great. We're going to tap into love later. Cause I, I think that we all could take some love tips from you. Who's like with your, your dream partner successfully moved to San Diego, living a beautiful life. Yes, I did. I did convince her to move down. She wanted to live in LA for a minute. And then I was like, I'm telling you lifestyle. We're going to want to be in San Diego. Yeah. We can drive up to LA. No big deal. Just like today. Just, two hours. Just like today. Put on coffee and a good vibe. And yeah. You're here. <laughs> but, but yeah, insane experience. Bachelor in Paradise was even crazier. That was like the more so like life changing one um, than the first one. First one, nothing really changed. And then I remember like the first episode aired. It airs on the East Coast first, and mm -hmm. so it was five o'clock. Five. It, it airs eight p.m. Pacific and then eight p.m. Eastern. So five o'clock here, it was airing on the East Coast. And yeah. I, I remember I I took a workout class and I like put my phone away, and then I came back after it was like 5.45 or something. And then I was like, I was like trending the trending banner on Twitter. That was episode one. Episode one. And I was what? like, I was trending banner on Twitter. I was like a topic. I had like, I got like 120,000 followers within the first like hour. I was Did like- that, So uh, first Bachelorette, nothing? Nothing, no, nothing at all. That's so weird. And then Paradise was like, but the first six six episodes were like pretty much the whole drama thing with like, me, Blake, but more people watch Paradise too. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, it was, and it was a different time then than it is now. Like, I don't think people really but that, have that. The other thing though, that was never your intention to go on and get followers. Like, that's why I think it, it, I know some people in LA, at least in conversations, I have people I've met who are like, I just want to go on because I want it to scale it's my a, brand. a business opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I honestly thought it was a lot riskier for me to go on because if I like went on and it, like before we went on, for example, Sam and I for Visor restricted the app to just San Diego because we're like, this isn't ready for people to be like downloading all over. Like, let's just keep it. So we like moved in the opposite direction. We made it like hard for people to download yeah. the app and things like that. So I was just like, <clears throat> this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I might as well just say like whatever. And like what I learned from that personally about myself is like confidence and autonomy and, and all those things. So I'm, I'm super thankful for it. So and then I got engaged. So, yeah. Do you think that anyone who's listening or, you know, like wanting to go on for those reasons or even in general, not even building a brand, but like wants to go on the show, would you recommend this experience to someone? Yeah, I, I, I would. I recommend it with a caveat. Like, I feel like my experience was like the point one percent probably mm. odds of happening where like Nick Vile, Jason, Dar I feel like all the people I see on social <laughs> have like. I'm like, that's great. Great outcomes all around. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, okay, um, with, with that caveat, like, yeah, I mean, it, you could like quit your job and go on the show, get sent home night one. And now you're like totally screwed. Right. Cause you don't have a job and all these things, or you could mm -hmm. go on and you can have a similar experience and it just, it's a, it just kind of depends. Like, I, I don't know, I, I feel super lucky and, 
And if you just want to go on and have a cool opportunity and meet somebody and I, yeah, why not? I mean, I, it's definitely pretty fun. And it's real. Like you do find love. Yeah, it definitely works out. I think paradise like statistically does better for relationships versus mm-hmm. the normal show just cause it's like hard to watch the person you're supposed to marry, like make out with like 20 guys. Yeah. So versus the other one, it's a little different. Wow. So many things with that. I feel like that could be a whole other podcast episode on that journey, yes. but back to visor cause you're doing visor now. It's obviously pivoted as well, which is super cool. But one thing I want to tap into is early stages with um, Sam and starting visor. I listened to this on your podcast with Jason that, you know, also, like, when you start a new company, how did you know, like, what your next step was? Especially an app. Someone listening might have an idea and they may be like, I want to do this, but I have no idea how. But I always just say, like, just start. Like, do one thing that you know is right and yeah. then build we from there. have, like, a, an idea, like, five years from now, what do you think this could be and what does it look like? And then you just kind of build backwards, to be honest. Like, I hope I don't know if people have the same belief, but we were like, this is how we think it could be. It could be this like big healthcare tool or mm-hmm. it can be rewards from like anything from grocery stores to restaurants to Uber credits, like, and then just work backwards. I'm like, okay, what do we have today? What's like the step we need to take tomorrow that gets us closer to that? And then a lot of it is just like being humble enough to say like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like here are my thought, here's my thought process, having advisors who've done it before who can help you. Um, and we kind of just like, like the first year we didn't have an app. It was just a clickable prototype and envision that we made in Figma. And then we just met with like, I don't know, 300 people, 350 people that whole year. And we would just drive all around San Diego, explain what we're doing, get feedback. Who did you meet with? Any, everybody from like gym owners, restaurant owners, uh, law, like the HR team at a law firm to Mm -hmm. developers, to, influencers, like literally anybody. So much. Yeah. Anybody that would talk to us and we would just meet with them and explain what we were doing, get their feedback. And then we had like three questions we would ask everybody, which is like, do you know any restaurants? Do you know any gyms? Do you know any consumer facing brands? And then we'd ask for intros and it just like, then your network just kind of like blows up from there. I love that. And also it's also like with that whole process of onboarding them on advisor. So you do have to pay like to be a brand on the app, right? You're like, you're technically like selling them a package and then you're showcasing your value. Yeah. So it's, it's really like what the company has moved like really heavily into right now is just like using tech to create tools that make people healthier, whether that's the incentive app, whether that's grocery rewards and incentives, like whether it's a corporate wellness tool for employees to use and be healthier at their employer. Like that's really what we bought into was like, so brands who, want to showcase either in the app or use, you know, any of the other kind of capabilities that we have across like restaurants and grocery stores and things like that. It's kind of like the structure changes every yeah like few months, like when you're a startup, like it just changes all the time. But yeah, like the brands will, will pay to participate and then pay like usage and things like that. Just like a traditional kind of software service. But really at the end of the day is to like help these brands connect with people who want to be healthier. So like whether that's Olipop wanting to get somebody to transition from drinking Coke and have that kind of like mm-hmm. small change, whether that's Suja, same kind of thing, like have people start introducing like green juice and stuff like that into their lives. Like we really just want to build that connection between consumers and brands, because if you make like one small change across like the larger demographic of people, you can actually start to have an impact on the health profile in America. And so that's really what we're trying to do. 
I love that. It's such a big mission. Big mission. And big every, mission. every day you're getting close, like you're accomplishing it. You're taking a step closer to it. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like you move super slow. Like, I don't know if how it relates to, like, I was a really bad employee at Morgan Stanley, like hands down, like probably one of the worst employees I've ever had. I was just like, <laughs> I had to have been, but like when, so as a founder, you feel like you move so slow. Yeah. But I don't know how that correlates to like other folks on the team if they think we just move at like lightning pace. But like, yeah, sometimes you feel like you move insanely slow when in actuality, like you're moving insanely fast and you learn like the fact that January 1st was what, like six weeks ago? Yeah. Insane. It feels like it's been six months. That's how I feel with this year. I feel it so much. And my brain is thinking, I'm also very cautious and like we'll get into routines, but my meditation practice has been like so profound to like stay present. But my mind's thinking six months ahead. Like my months, my brain right now is in April for the event. Like it's totally in April. And like I got asked to do something and I'm like, oh, it's not until I'm like, I'm saying no to everything until um, after Coachella. Okay. That's like my thing right now. We, I, my day, I do all like the brand partnerships and stuff. So my day operates in like 30 minute intervals. So I just think in 30 minute intervals. I'm like, okay, what do I have That's to do? really good. That's really present of you. Very present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, what is the next week, month, yeah. two months look like? Things like that. But yeah, like during the day, I'm like, okay, I have this in 30 minutes, this in 30 minutes, this in 30 minutes. And then I look up and I'm like, okay, it's six o'clock. Now I can like. I love that. Actually do things. Watch TV. have a smoothie last of us the last of us is amazing if anybody's watching you should watch we need your list yes we'll have to get a list from you for all of us to like actually decompress and chill last of us and silicon valley two favorite shows (laughs) okay dylan i have to ask so how what is your best tips because you have a a crazy network and even just with you doing that action of like meeting 300 like always meeting new people and in that year meeting with that many people what is your best tips of advice because i think any industry any person listening you should always be growing and nurturing a network yeah if if you know me i've i'm like big on like either trying to connect people or connect with people in general huge on it so i just think like you just never know at the end of the day there's really like no one you're truly competitive with right like I don't know. I, I don't think, especially in the CPG and like health and wellness world, it's like the least competitive industry. Everybody wants to make intros and help each other out. And when I was at Williams, the alumni network, what like was the epitome of that. So like anytime you wanted to talk to somebody and like talk about a job interview or things like that, mm-hmm. alumni would be super open to it. So I just like took that and kind of do the same thing now where I'm like, I'll take, I'll say yes to almost every meeting, you know, whether it's 15 or 30 minutes. I think I've just started to stop doing that. Like, yeah. Like well, it's a point. Yeah, it hits a point where it's like, listen, I, I really have to get this done. And like, I would love to help for 30 minutes. Like, I don't want to even take the call because I know I won't be able to action on anything after and help out. So it would just be a, a waste right now for me to do that. Because after every call, I always try to make an intro for that person. Because I'm like, okay, who, because people do that for us. So I'm always trying to pass it forward. But yeah, I mean, one, do your research. Like know if the person you're about to talk to is connected to somebody that you're trying to meet, right? And then two, I go back and forth with, I'm always like, if I ask somebody for an intro, I'm always offering like, can I do anything for you? Like try and make it somewhat reciprocal. Cause I don't like feeling like I'm just like leeching off that kind of thing. So I'm always yeah. like, please tell me anytime. I'm always happy to. Um, so I, I think it's just asking and like doing your research and 
always being down to connect because you just never know. I think it's a ripple. So like someone listening yeah. might be like, oh my God, that's daunting. But when I moved to LA and I didn't know anyone and then I started putting myself out there, reaching out, I literally use Instagram DM. Yeah. I would DM, I remember I DM'd Brandon Cohen from Liquid IP. That's how I got him on the podcast. And like, it just creates a ripple like from there. Cause you'd be surprised everyone answers. Hmm. Was Instagram your move or LinkedIn? And then after that, yeah, you don't even have to use those tools because someone would know someone. A, a lot of the time, like in the early stages, at least with brands, it was Instagram. Like that was one thing that we definitely took advantage of was like, I had a big Instagram account. So I was like, I'm just going to DM every single person yeah, that and just and try. So excited. Oh my God, it's <laughs> and try and try and just like meet and explain what we're doing and get feedback. And then from there, every time, well, a lot of people don't know outside of CPG is that everyone in the consumer packaged goods industry knows each other. Every single person is connected. Yeah. And so I would just be like, listen, here's kind of what we're working on. Would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else I should talk to? And that has just like blown up from there. It's crazy how it works. And I always say this thing that I always tell myself, everyone is one degree connection away. Yeah. Like no one is out of reach. No one. Some like it's, I don't know if it's cause not just cause we're in LA, but like, I really feel that I'm like, Oh, if I want to get connected to them one degree away. Yeah. I, I'm big on just ask and be like, listen, this, and this is my ask and make it for as easy as possible. I'm like, this is my ask. This is what I want to talk about. Here's everything. Please let me know if they want to chat. But that's like what's built our business for sure is like these conversations with people and just being like, here's what we're working on. Be transparent. Like, here's the problem. What are your thoughts? Anyone I should talk to? Like, let's stay in touch because people move around and you just never know. So like, I'm always trying to stay in touch with people, stay up to date, help out in any way I can because it's just like it all comes full circle. And it's such an abundance mindset too with like helping other people and then everyone like when you connect with good people, good people know good people. And it's such yeah. a ripple. And I think cause you've really fostered and created that energy and that abundant circle around you, you just get rewarded with more of that. Yeah. And so that's, that's really like my whole thing is meet as many people as possible. We're, we're like, we have a lot going on on our end currently. And like, so I've had to like pair that back a little bit with like meeting with more people, but, yeah. um, the second I can start it up again, I mean, it's, that's why I'm excited for Expo West because we go, we go from the second the doors open to when they close at the end of the day, we meet every single brand. I love that. I'm going to go so this year. It. It's so much fun. It's so great. Yeah. It's exhausting, but it's fun. I feel like I get so excited over going to air one because of all the brand discovery. Imagine Expo West. Yeah. It's great. Um, <laughs> I it's, love that. And everybody has good snacks and it's like good vibes. And then afterwards there's happy hours. You hang out, you like see the people you've been talking to for the past Yeah. And year. everyone wants to help. And it's like, if someone, if there's like a bad apple in that mix, cause there's probably CBG founders who don't care, but like they're not in the abundance circle. So bye. Yeah. It's, uh, we've like very rarely had a bad experience with somebody in, in this industry. And it's just like, because one, it gets out. And then two, like everyone's just like generally has the same belief of like mm. better for you is the massive industry now and like people who are working in the space have this belief that like yes we should be healthier yeah problems. Like, it's a bubble all... everyone has the same... it's such a bubble yeah I love that okay so another hat I want to touch on you are an investor and you invest in a lot of better for you CVG brands like you've been saying I would love to ask you the question like because I know there's a lot of people listening who maybe aspire to have you as an investor or an advisor what do you look for in brands. Uh, also you can kind of clarify on like the types of brands that you invest in and 
yeah, why? Like, why that space? I think we know you're really passionate about wellness. Yeah, better for you, strictly. I did one construction app just because I think it's a really good idea. But like outside <laughs> of that, um, yeah. There's outliers. Yeah, there's outliers. But really just like better for you brands, like 10 to 50K checks and like just ones that I think there's, there's like really a few things. Like the founder is obviously the number one thing. Yeah, I was going to so like, say the founder. It's like Sabina, for example. I'm, from I, Doe. From Doe. We love her. We, I was just with her. But like she is like one of the people I'm always like, okay, are they similar? Like, is she a Sabina kind of thing? And I just like will always bet on her and people like her. So the founder is obviously number one. Two is like branding. Like are people going to want to be posting about this on social media, be seen with it, things like that. Like I'm always like cognizant piggybacking off that like one is if my mom likes it like I'm usually like if my mom likes it then like if your mom likes it from a like a consumer okay if she'll like she'll like she's obsessed with dough she loves uh suja which I didn't invest in but she loves I'm just uh, (laughs) now seeing things she likes uh I did a banana bread company that she's obsessed with so what else did you do any others um I'm trying to think like Koya, which is like actually a pretty big love Maya, the founder. Yeah, so Koya is a big one. Um, Dream Pops, David, love everybody Dream knows Pops. David. So it's like kind of spans. Like I've done a few beverages, I've done two alcohol brands, kombucha brand, and then a lot of food. Not a lot of shelf stable stuff, a lot of like cold, cold storage. Mm-hmm. So like dough, Koya. The, the only ones that are shelf stable, I think, are the alcohol brands. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really just like brand, founder. And then branding and then branding. And then do, do we like get along like as people like I, cause I'm, I like to be involved or yeah. at least available as much as possible. And if like, you don't want that, it like usually is a weird working relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I usually like text them like, Hey, I talked to this person. I think they'd be good. I want to make an intro or, Hey, do you need anything for me? Or, Hey, I just talked, like I talked to a lot of vendors in general. I'm like, Hey, I just talked to this cool Amazon agency and I like, we'll BCC everybody and like forward to them. So I like I to be that. like involved. The um, dream investor, <laughs> the dream investor. But I always say, I'm like, like Denise from partake, she's moving to LA. And I was oh, like, Oh, I've had those cookies. They are. And amazing. I was like, Hey, I was like, I feel like I haven't been helpful. Like, please, anytime I can wow. let me know. Wow. Um, guys, he does it all. So, literally does so, it all. so yeah, we'll and see. Dream partner. And some, some people take advantage of it. Some people when are like, are no. you on the bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> and some people take advantage of it. Some people don't. And I'm like, all right, no worries. Like it, it's all good. Um, so yeah, I've done like 15 brands now. Wow. I made like a little VC fund, which is really just me. And we'll see. I mean, I could go over 15. I could go 15 for 15. Like, I, like I have no idea what's going to yeah. happen. I think I have some really cool founders. Um, that's amazing. So it's we'll, like, we'll see how it goes. That's so fun. I love that. Um, what would be your best tips for CBG brands? And I guess this could apply. We'll get into personal brands later, but best tips for building a brand from a marketing standpoint. So like dough, right? Like what do you see these brands doing that are like, okay, that's amazing. Like what would, what's your approach to scaling a CPG brand? Yeah. So on social dough is a super interesting one. I remember I, so, um, and they're fairly new. That's why I like want to ask this question. Cause like a new brand, we're going to, we're going to name drop. So Steven from Olipop, um, we talked about this for a while and he was like, it's really easy to build coastal brands. So it's like really easy to build a fun brand that people in LA and New York will like, but it's really hard to build a brand that's approachable, like across the middle. So like to win in the middle, right? Like the Midwest mm-hmm. and places like that. So like, how do you balance that? I think Olipop's done a great job. I think Poppy is also doing a great job. 
So like I always keep that in mind. Like I think Partake is one of those brands. I think Partake is like great coastal brand, but also super approachable for folks in like the Midwest and Wisconsin. Shout out Wisconsin. And so that's always one thing I'm cognizant of is like, don't go too far to the left or too far to the right. Yeah. But when you're starting, like that's where you start. You start in the Erewhon's of the world. You start in the pop-up grocers like out in New York. And so you have to have, yes, you have to have that like cool, fun hit brand. And then I think you do have to come a little bit back towards the middle, which like dough, for example, I think great brand. People are obsessed with them. They may have to come back a little bit towards the middle. It's so bougie. Because it's very bougie and it's like a little edgy and like things like that. And so what would be your tips from a marketing standpoint? So on social, how could someone really start to build that brand? From from what I've seen, like GoNanas does a really good job of this. And I'm just going to like because I'm just going to talk about all my portfolio companies, but like <laughs> GoNanas did a really good job. Like they, I think when, when I was chatting with them, they were like, I don't know, 10,000 or, or 15,000 or something like that. And then they've done a ton of, and Sabina does this too really well, influencer flavor collaborations. Yeah. Those are popping off right now. And and they do really well because like these, like the number one thing for the brands is to create this community. Hannah G just did one with Doe. She did just do one with Doe. I'm yeah. trying to get her to do one with the GoNanas team. So I'm working on that one. Like, because these influencers have built these like super engaged communities, which is what brands like want mm-hmm. to create. Like that's the number one thing is to build an engaged community. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred thousand followers, if only like 500 people are going to buy from you, it like, doesn't really correlate. But I think like they did a really good job because they've been doing a ton of influencer collabs and like promos and tapping into other communities that are, have like a like-minded mindset or similar to their consumers. And now they've grown their platform to like 50,000 people. And so I think like collabs in the early days, tap into communities that are like hyper engaged, like with these types of influencers. And that's like usually a good enough part to like kickstart your brand, I think. I also think like even piggybacking off that, I haven't looked at GoNana's social too much, but though I think they're a great example of being super polarizing in your voice. Exactly. And not being afraid to be, like I, I doubt GoNana's is that voice, but I bet their voice is really strong in another Maybe really There's, cute. They're really good. Like, like Poppy's really fun. Yeah. I, I th- But I think being super strong and like, what's your voice? Doe, definitely polarizing. You definitely want a voice because otherwise- But I like, love it because like, even when I read a, a caption, I'm like, oh, that's so cheeky and fun. Yeah, they like, do they're good. They're not and afraid they're, to say things. And their posters, like about liking it raw and things like that. Like they, they do a really good job at like being on trend and like brands need to have some sort of voice, some sort of stance that like makes you stand out. Because otherwise like- you just say like, go check us out have at you, that store. Yeah, like have you ever, I mean, everybody's been to the grocery store, almost everybody, but like when you go to Erewhon and you look at the drink aisle, everything looks the same and there's like 500 brands. And so like, yeah. how are you going to stand out and like stand out on shelf, stand out on social and like people remember you. I know you. it's like with the products, one thing and then past the product, it, marketing's a whole other ball. Yeah. And, and even like the on shelf stuff, like a lot, a few brands have done like Liquid Death, I saw they did a really good job of this. Olipop does a really good job of this. But like the packaging is essentially a billboard. And so mm-hmm. like when you walk by, take up a little bit more space, have your clear like value prop or name or something right there. And so um, I think that's, yeah. I just Packaging is your billboard. It's I your love billboard. that. I, somebody that's somebody so said that to me, so I can't get credit well, for that's it. That's a good sound But I can't, I can't remember who it was, so I will currently take oh, credit. I love that. Okay, I want to <laughs> shift into it. Same thing, but monetizing and building your personal brand. Because- <clears throat> You're someone who, if you like it or not, you gained all the followers from that experience. But I also think that you're um, receiving a lot of benefits from and like rewards from that. So right now, even with your 
current audience? Do you monetize and do personal brand deals? You and Hannah even couple deals. I think that's huge. Yeah, we, we, we do brand deals. I'm like not super active on social media. So like, I'm not, I'm not very, I don't know. I'm just pretty active. I should be more active. Like on Instagram, I don't really post a lot. Like I think I've posted like four times in the last like couple months or something like that. But on Twitter, I'm a lot more active. But yeah, so we we do brand deals. That's kind of how I I would do a brand deal like during COVID. And I would take like 15 grand and then just invest it in a brand. I I love that. Someone listening is probably like, damn, 15 grand from that partnership. Yeah. So Um, super lucky, but that that's kind of how I like kickstarted the whole thing. And then now it's like, okay, I try to be somewhat more picky of just like, cause I'm trying to be cognizant of my personal brand. Like in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't care at all. I was like, I'll I'll literally do anything. Um, and now I'm like, okay, does this really fit in like the health and wellness space? Is this something that I'm like interested? Is it like sports related Mm -hmm. or business or anything like that? And so I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more picky. Um, but yeah, no, like I partner with Viore all the time. I'm obsessed with them. I love that. I love that so much. I I also know you're, Big. I heard this on a podcast that you believe in the micro influencers. Yes. Yes. Why do you believe in the micro influencers? And I know also like community is huge. You, you talked about that pillar as well. Well, It's super rare to find like, like I think Hannah, for example, my fiance is like great with consistency content. I think she's an outlier to have like a macro influencer, but a super engaged community. I just think is like for context is she is like 1.5 million. Yeah. I think that's like super, it's, it's just like an outlier. Like I know what a lot of these people's yeah. Super engaged. Like I know what a lot of these influencers stuff like story views are. And it's like, you could have 500,000 kind of followers, but 15,000 story views. So it's like how, like, and so I just think micro influencers people are just a lot more related. Like they're a lot more relatable. So it's like, if my friend Jim, like that, the the way I I view it is like my friend Jim tells me I should like this brand. I'm a lot more interested than like Kim Kardashian posting that she's like Mm. drinking something online. Like I don't really, I don't, it doesn't really correlate versus like the micro influencers. You have like a more relationship with them. I think it's two layers too. It's like how often they partner with brands. Cause I think like a Kim, like if she's part- promoting so many different brands, you're just like, oh, what do I trust, you know? Yeah. But then it's like when they're really, uh, like you, you're like cognizant of that, then you're just like, oh, you must really like Viore because that's the main I'm one. Obs- I am obsessed with them. So Viore, <laughs> if you're listening, Nicole, she runs PR. But you guys she's do partnerships. When you are negotiating partnerships for yourself, even like Hannah, how do you guys choose to partner with brands? Like maybe some like, advice for someone listening who's looking to land these partnerships and negotiate their own deals? Yeah. So I think there's a big shift and I've, we went to like a dinner a couple months ago and this, this was like a big topic of conversation, but I think there's going to be a big shift from working with influencers and more so creators. So basically like brands, like it's super difficult for brands to like create content, like on a scalable mm-hmm. basis. And so I they think it's so much, it's it. going to be less on moving forward. Like, Oh, you've got a million followers, I'm going to pay you for this versus like, okay, maybe you have 5,000 followers, but you create like really good reels that I can repurpose as a brand and like put spend behind and things yeah. like that. I think that's going to be the big shift moving forward. And so like, if you're somebody like that and you, I would just start creating good content and brands will pay you monthly even to meet a certain amount of deliverables. And you know, if you have five brands paying you a couple thousand dollars a month, like you could easily be making six figures just creating content for all of them. 
it truly just builds from there. And it's so much about knowing your value, building those authentic relationships, putting your, it's like all full circle. Yeah. You're teaching. Yeah. We, we don't, we like Hannah and I don't personally negotiate. Like we have, um, a PR rep. Yeah. yeah. Who, who does it all. But like, there's some deals where I'm like, Hey, like depending on who it is, like, Oh, is there a way we could do like a rev share that converts to equity or like something like that? Like there's like interesting ways to, to work around it. Like I think I, those are the smart ways too. Those are the smart ways. Like I don't, I, Hannah and I talk about this all the time. Like how, what's the longevity like for Instagram ads and TikTok ads and things like that? Like in five years, is anybody going to care what like we're posting about? Yeah. And so how can you, and this is why I started investing in brands. Like how can we set ourselves up for longevity? And, and if it's these equity partnerships, if it's buying real estate with like the ad money, like what does that look like? I love and, that. and so we're just trying to figure that out. You guys are like, you're going to like what I want to talk about next, which is your relationship. I feel like both of you guys are are hustlers. Like I'll link both of their Instagrams below too in the show notes, but if you're not following them, but you guys are a power couple and I know you love your San Diego life and we'll get into routines, but how do you think you make it work as a, as a power couple? Like I, I think that there's, you guys do some business together. You clearly like make a lot of business decisions together, but like, what do you think makes it all work in a relationship to have that beautiful dynamic? I, yeah, I, we're in like a weird position because like you come off the show and- And your relationship's also on social. Very public. Like, people care so much. People care too much sometimes. <laughs> um, and like, it's hard to, to, because like it could all change, right? Like you, you could be in love and then a couple years later, like you don't have that type of popularity. And now you're like, Oh, is this like, like shit, shit like that happens. Like or sometimes some up. couples, right. They're staying in a relationship because they're literally their whole brand is exactly their money off. Exactly. Of it. And so like, and so I, I feel like Hannah and I were again, outliers in the sense that like the two of us were just like super normal people who were just like, this is an and insane so experience and let's just give it a try. And, and then it ended up working out. And like, I don't really care about that type of stuff. Like, public figure aspect of it. She doesn't really care about that that much. She just like likes what she does with like fashion and business, things like that. I think that's what makes it work. Cause we're both like, we have our own thing that we care about. It's not like, Oh, how can we get on the next TV show kind of thing? Which Mm -hmm. I think is what makes it, it's like an actual relationship. So how do you guys think you, or what do you think you do that makes it so like great? Like, do you guys do any have like even couples therapy or like, I was talking to this company who's like doing like a couples therapy app. And I was like, Oh, this would be fun to like, just do it. Cause we're going to get married soon and just like go through that process. But we spend a lot of time together and I think that's what helps a lot. Yeah. Like we very rarely are not sleeping in the same bed. Like we're not, we don't really travel separately a lot. We both work from home. So I, we see each other. We're like around each other all day. Um, but then we also have like our support circles. So like my family is all in San Diego. She, Hannah moved her mom to San Diego. So we have like our whole crew down mm. there and we're not, we have like things we're working towards. It's not just like waking up and being like, oh, what are we going to do today? Like, yeah. so I, I think like making sure you're like driven by something, you're spending time together not like ignoring the other one. And then you're just like, I don't know loving up on each other or whether I'm it's sure like spending quality time is really great too i'm not the best communicator actually so hannah is great like she, we're on opposite sides she will like over communicate sometimes and like then i get confused and then i am just like oh no it's fine it's like not a big deal you seem very easygoing i'm uh, like yeah. you go with the flow very easygoing i'm like i i literally don't care 
like we can do. She's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I, I literally don't care. We whatever just, you want to do, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, because from nine to six, I am like talking to people, making decisions, blah, blah, blah whatever it is. Come six o'clock. I'm like, I don't, I literally don't care. Like whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like, let's do it. I so. love that. Okay. That's like perfect segue into routines. So we're huge on routines and non-negotiables. And I feel like you have yours dialed in and you mentioned in the beginning. So you like, you wake up, you work out like what let's, let's break it down. Yeah. So I played sports. What time do you wake up at? So I wake up <laughs> at, uh, what time's my class? My class is at seven ten. So I usually wake up at like six forty-five. So I wake up at six forty-five. Take my workout class at seven ten. Which one? Uh, it's called Renegade. It's like a Barry's boot camp. It's style. like a San Diego thing. Yeah, it's a San Diego <laughs> now you thing. Know. Um, and so I go there. It's like Barry's boot camp. I work with Class Pass, so I like get to go take it whenever I want, which is amazing. Come home, make a smoothie. So good. I'm also an advisor, so I'm just obsessed with them. It's but a it's, smoothie. It's a smoothie. Um, it's like freeze dried fruits and veggies, and then you just put it in with ice oh, and water, and, wow. and it's a smoothie. But then, the I, but then I add collagen and then protein. And then I've started taking like magnesium fish oil, B12 and zinc every morning. Amazing. So I'm like, all right, now I got to be healthy. Um, I stretch for like five to 10 minutes, shower. Day starts at nine because that's when like our first calls are. Work from home, home work, office. Work from home like 90% of the time. Does Hannah work from home? Yep. So I, I'm in the office and then she's in like the main living room area because it's okay. better lighting and all that stuff. And then from like nine to five not really, I don't leave that room. Wow. And then- from, No lunch break? Uh, so I, I'll order like tender greens or takaya. Oh, so that. get that going. And then dinner, it's either chicken, steak, or fish. That's like really the three main things that we'll eat with a veggie and then a starch, stretch again, have a glass of wine, go to bed, wake up, do it all again. What time do you go to bed at? I've been playing a lot of video games lately. And I noticed I do that when I'm stressed. So now it's like, I'll go to bed at like 10. Okay. No, we usually are like not up during the week past, past that. Yeah. And then I also play a lot of sports. So oh, wow. I'll play either pickup basketball or I just joined a basketball league and then flag football. But this is my last season doing flag football. So I love your San Diego life. I know. Listen, it's, it's very, kind of great. It's very old man. I think man-ish. when I'm in that season of my life, I need to move there. It's very like slow. I'm like, she's Hannah like, what loves you? it now. Loves it. Yeah. She's like, I, I want to stay here. I was like, we should just stay here forever. Probably. And I was like, yeah. I, and your family's there. My, my mom's there. My brother's there. My brother might move, but we'll see kind of what happens there. My cousin's there. Hannah's mom's there. Like, and then I think actually a lot of my best friends are all going to move to San Diego for the I course of next that. year. Moving to eventually. Let's move down. <laughs> Let's move down. Um. So one of the things that I love with this routine too, it seems like you work is crazy. Like nine to six, you're getting so much done because you're literally just focused. Do you feel like routine has been like this wellness routine? Also, I, I just listening, like the minimal distractions there. Do you think that all that has um, helped you manage stress? Because like you mentioned stress. I know I get stressed. Like, is that what really helps you stay grounded throughout the stress? If I, yeah, if I don't do like, if I don't work out, like I didn't work out today and I didn't work out yesterday, like I get like anxious and I'm like, uh, like I need mm-hmm. to go do this kind of thing. So tomorrow's my flag football game, so I'll be good. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's good for stress management to make sure like I'm in my routine, but I it just ebbs and flows. Like people know as like a founder and entrepreneur, there are like months where you're like, the world is ending, we're screwed, yeah. it's all over. 
And then there's like small brief periods of time where it's like, wait, no, this is actually amazing. So I'm hopeful that th those will start to outweigh the others. But I think this, that's just how You have it is. such a good outlook on it all though. And like vibe and mindset around. I find that if you're just like transparent at every point you can be, stuff tends to just work out. Totally. That's it. I like if you're just like, hey, listen, I need help with this. Or like, this is what I think about that. Or I'm not going to do that because of this. Or like we we had um, a woman come come speak to us the other day at the office and it was about like your non-negotiables and where you have your priorities. Mm -hmm. And she was like, just make your top three lists. Is it health, family, like business? Like, what is that? And I made my list. Um, and it like, it's so funny. Cause I'm like, Oh wait, that actually does impact like health and like fitness and wellness is like my number one. And like relationships is two Business is three. Like they kind of all switch back and forth. But like if, if my class at seven is booked, I'll take the one at eight and I'll be late to my 9am call. Like I don't care. Cause I'm like, I have to get my workout in kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, the non-negotiables part, I was like, Oh, I didn't even like subconsciously, I would just make that decision of like, no, this is more important kind of stuff. So I think people mm -hmm. like setting those setting that, like it just makes a lot more sense when you sit and think about it. It's like, Oh yeah, that actually is my priority when given the choice between the two. And then you can kind of live your life accordingly. I think that's profound too. Like that self-awareness piece is key. Because when you know yourself, everything else works out because you know, like, like you knew, like Hannah G's the one, like you yes. knew, you know that you need to be up at a certain time to get that glass. Like, got it, got to get it in. I have to. So yeah, no. And, and it all, it all goes into other aspects. Like with Hannah, for example, like relationship wise, I'm like, she likes spending quality time. Like, and so just making sure that we get that in of just like sitting there, even if we're not even talking to each other, we're just like on our phones. Like, yeah. Cause that's just her like, love language. Yeah. Like, it's what matters to her. I yeah. love that. Oh, so many things. This episode hit on like so many layers of your life, which I'm so grateful that you shared so openly. So thank you. No, thank you. And I gotta, I always like to ask like on the end note, like what are you excited about? Like what is coming up that you're, personally stoked about could be anything personally with your business like anything you want to share that you're looking forward to I'm I'm excited for my wedding I'm excited for August. my bachelor party Where is it the wedding going to be Can't Oh can't good share job. it yet but soon <laughs> Stay tuned Um yeah I'm excited for my bachelor party excited for my wedding work stuff has been great I've been trying to not let it like bleed into like I like will like dream about what we do and that's Save. like not healthy that's me yeah that's and so i'm like trying not now. to like let it get into that point i'm trying to use my phone less which is great so i change my color thing on it to black and white and so if you want to use your phone less you should do that really yeah you're gonna you'll hate looking at it yeah black and white like the dark mode no no like everything's just black and white oh even instagram everything your entire phone is black and white photos everything this home screen. Oh, but how do you create content? You, yeah, that's the whole, I mean, it's, it's actually terrible. Like I did it and I think my screen time went down by like an hour a day or something like that. And so I'm going to start doing that again. Yeah. But, but it's not good. Cause like I need to post on social and I'm like, I don't want to look at my phone. But I think it's, it's like a healthy life. relationship with it. Yeah. But it's, 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 uh, you should try that. Put your phone on black and white. You'll hate looking at it. Wow. It's, it will like hurt your head. Wow. 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 So yeah. That's it. I don't, I don't really know how we got there, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. excited yeah. I'm excited about, excited about my wedding, being, being less, less on my phone, <laughs> being more present business. 
Expo West. Yeah, I'm excited and about a lot of things. Coffee and a good vibe. And coffee and a good vibe. Which no one knows this because I haven't posted any stories <laughs> around the event. But Dylan is one of our speakers for the event. So you will hear him back on the podcast because we'll have the panel episode. But if you are lucky enough to come to the event, you'll see him in person. Yes, we can hang out. We can talk That'll about That'll be huge for you. You know how many bread. people are going to be like, can I have a 30-minute coffee? I know. I, probably. And I hope they do. It's all localized, right? Like if we have 200 people there, it's 200 people who actually live yeah. in this area. Well, and. And when we used to go to events, we would sit in the front row and we would stare at the person we want to talk to the entire time. And then the second it's over, you get up. And then you like, get hey. up and there's a line. There's no, always a line. That's why you got to sit front row and then you can just pounce. You got to get there early because at our event, we won't have seating for the 200 people. Mm. We're going to have well, like I'll a ha- certain amount. I'll have a oh, seat. Oh, wait, you're in the front row. You're literally. Uh, hopefully I have a seat. <laughs> your, your squad will have it. Yeah, because you're a sneaker. You'll have like everything. I just we'll texted seats for Jason, Jason just responded. He was, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'll, God, I'll, you're revealing all the panels. Oh, stickers. sorry. He's not going. <laughs> no, but it's okay. Cause this episode will, will come out probably around when I around post that the time. graphics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a pleasure. Dylan plug away verbally. Like and I'll link everything in the show notes below where people can hang out with you and ask you to go for coffee. Yeah. Um, you answer a DM. I'll answer I'll, probably LinkedIn or Twitter, probably LinkedIn or email. Like I think my email is on our website. So it's just Dylan at joinvisor.com. You can email me. Um, I can, I can send the, I put the email. Yeah. yeah. You can email me at Dylan Barber on Instagram, the real DB coop on Twitter. Um, so yeah. And then LinkedIn's just Dylan Barber. So yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll have everything linked below in the show notes. And thank you again, Dylan. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. Hope you're hyped up for your for two my two hour, hour drive home. home. I know. Oh, Maybe God. three right now. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to coffee and goodbye episode. One. Amazing. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with us today and listening to this week's podcast. If you got value from this week's episode and you have a friend that you think would love the podcast, shoot them the link. I'm a big fan of checking in on the ones we love. So copy and paste this link on whatever platform you're listening on. Send it to a friend. Tell them you're sending them all the positive vibes, all the good energy, because we know we can all use it. So I'm sending you so much love wherever you are at in your abundance day and I will see you guys in the next one.